Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Nothing says America like getting in a car crash while you're drunk, and then let's go ahead and just auction the car off. Now, we don't know what the auction is for, where the money goes, but we're going to go ahead and auction it off. The 2021 Carrera 4S Porsche that Paul Pelosi crashed in California on the 28th of May is now up for auction. It's got an estimated retail value of $170,000 uh, with a mere 2,738 miles on it. Uh, I don't know what it's being auctioned off for. I don't know if the uh, junkyard purchased it, if it was uh, totaled, and Paul just said, keep it. I don't want anything to do with it. Go ahead and keep it yourself. Uh, do what you want with it, but it is being auctioned off. Or if it's being auctioned off for some charity, which, you know, would be nice, but we're talking about the Pelosi's now. So I'm not real sure what happens to it, and I don't know how much you'd pay for it. Uh, but it, uh, you know, it's still a nice car, even though, you know, it's got a little damage. <laughs> and so Paul probably isn't going to be you know, fixing it up and driving it. And he's got enough money to not have to worry about it. And, uh, the woman who answered the phone at the auction yard told, uh, Fox that she had uh, no additional information on the Porsche beyond its public listing cars up for auction at copart.com, uh, come from both insurance companies and private dealers. So there's no telling what happened uh, if he just gave it to them. If he said, uh, take it, I'm not paying for the tow job, it's your car, which I have done before. Uh, I've had a car totaled and towed away and said, uh, no, uh, you keep it. It's totaled. I don't want anything to do with it. I'm going to come and take my stuff out of it and then you can have it. And then, you know, they'll for sure attempt to get, if it sells for less than what they say you owe them, you pay the difference, or at least they attempt to collect the difference. I should put it that way because there's not a chance that I paid that difference. No way. Well, Paul might have to pay the difference just to make things right, depending on what the auction house or the tow yard paid for the car, what it costs to tow it. But uh, you can get it. Go to copart.com and, uh, you know, pick it up. It's a 2021 Porsche, a little damage from a drunk driving accident. Not bad. It's worth 170,000 new without the damage. So you might be able to pick it up cheap. And that my friends is what makes America great. Welcome. One of the things that makes America great. Welcome to chewing the fat. So Walmart has been ordered to pay $4.4 million in a racial profiling lawsuit. And most of the time during these racial profiling lawsuits, I feel like it wasn't racial profiling, but this appears to be exactly that. Uh, Michael Magnum, an Oregon man, filed a lawsuit against Walmart after claiming an employee spied on him while he was shopping. The verdict uh, was reached and they said, yeah, you know what, uh, you, owe them, uh, you owe the man $4.4 million. Oh, okay. So apparently this uh, Walmart loss prevention employee, uh, Joe Williams, 
uh, was watching uh, Michael while he shopped at this particular store. And then he asked Magnum to leave the store. But Magnum said, um, I haven't done anything wrong and uh, I'm not going to leave. So the loss prevention employee calls the police and said, I have a customer who's refusing to leave. And according to Magnum's lawyer, Williams told Magnum that he's going to lie and tell police that uh, you threatened to smash him in the face. And he claims I never threatened him. So Williams claimed he was walking by Magnum when he started flipping out on me. And that's a complete lie, according to Magnum, which obviously the jury bought. And he wasn't intoxicated or impaired. When the deputies arrived on the scene, uh, they didn't take any action against Magnum. They said, uh, no, uh, homeboy, the loss prevention officer, uh, had shifting explanations. And this is what hurt him. He had gained a reputation for making false reports to police. So it was all about his racial profiling and hate. Why was he still on the job? And that's the question that has to be asked. And it cost Walmart, you know, $4.4 million. Walmart knew that the guy making false police reports and he'd been doing it and he still stayed on the job. Oh, okay. Apparently... There were reports that went all the way up to corporate headquarters and nothing happened. So he remained employed at Walmart following this incident and others. Now he was later terminated several months after this particular incident for mishandling $35 of Walmart property. Maybe that's what Walmart's case should have been is that, look, we were trying to find a way to fire him. We couldn't do that just off the top of our head we had to you know we had to create a case now i find that you know weird but it's possible that that could have happened a lot of times companies have to start documenting uh what's wrong with an employee so that they can say hey you're fired and here's why so they you know had to wait they couldn't just fire him and so they waited until he mishandled 35 dollars of walmart property Okay. Now the lawsuit fell under this new Oregon law, allowing people to take action against someone who summons police with improper intent. <laughs> okay. I gotta love that. So they gave the man uh, 400,000 in non-economic damages and $4 million in punitive damages. So good for Magnum for standing up and fighting this because it does sound agonizing there are plenty of times and plenty of racial profiling cases that we talk about that aren't really racial profiling it is a store i'm sorry a loss prevention employee actually you know watching customers so they don't steal that's not profiling that's watching customers but this actually was racial profiling this guy obviously hated uh people let alone just African-American people, and was using his power, what power he had as a loss prevention employee, to uh, kick people out of the stores and keep them out because he didn't like them. And uh, that does not go over well, and it is agonizing for uh, the real cases, which, you know, it turned into a real case. And good for him. Good for him. So Walmart, don't appeal it. Nothing. Nothing. Just, I know you're reviewing your options, 
but just give the man 4.4 million and walk away. Speaking of lawsuits, I see where Vanessa Bryant won her case in Los Angeles County, widow of Lakers star Kobe Bryant, uh, and uh, another man, Chris Chester. Uh, they won $31 million in damages for the graphic photos sheriff's deputies and firefighters took at the scene of the 2020 helicopter crash that you know, killed Kobe and his daughter and seven others. Just, you know, amazing. So they argued illicit photos of the crash victims' bodies had violated their right to privacy and inflicted emotional distress. Uh, Chester lost his wife and daughter. Wow. Amazing. Just so sad. And, uh, you know, then you've got police department and fire department sharing their photos around from the crash. Just amazing. I, I don't know that it's worth $31 million, but that jury disagreed with me. The jurors awarded Bryant $16 million and Chester $15 million for the distress that the, that they had found. And the two had already suffered over the photos that would suffer still going forward. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you get through the day. Um, you know, I don't know what kind of income Chester has, uh, but, uh, Vanessa has a little bit of cash from Kobe. So 16 million is just making a point that this should not have happened. Uh, no question about that. I will say that, uh, looking at the pictures and this is just, you know, chewing the fat, thinking out loud. Uh, you know, it's a sad story all around. I got it. Okay. But you saw Vanessa coming in and out of the courtroom. Uh, I will say that you can, uh, you can tell that, uh, Kobe is uh, not with us anymore because it appears. And I know that she's sad and going through a rough time. It appears to me that Vanessa, you know, has, uh, just a little bit. <laughs> and I know I got it. I got it. I'm definitely, I know that I got it, but you know, it's, uh, you could tell that Vanessa is not, uh, waiting for another ring from Kobe, but she got it with this courtroom, uh, courtroom verdict. That's for sure. And in other courtroom news out of Los Angeles, Harvey Weinstein, you know him, you love him. Uh, he's 70 now, has been granted the right to appeal his 2020 conviction for rape, for which he was sentenced to 23 years. The New York State of Appeals chief judge uh, on Wednesday ruled that his appeal could proceed with oral arguments next year before the entire court. Uh, Weinstein's lawyer uh, said that they were grateful for the decision, which he acknowledged the unique legal issues in the case. More than 80 women accused uh, Harvey of sexual assault and harassment. He is currently in prison in Los Angeles, awaiting the October 11th trial on 11 more counts of rape and sexual assault. However, this particular case, uh, the 2020 case in New York, uh, amazing because he lives to fight another day. I mean... He has always insisted that his relations with the women were consensual and will now be granted appeal over the claims witnesses were allowed to testify about alleged abuse that did not form part of the charges against Weinstein. And they allege that one juror did not disclose they'd previously written a book on sexual predators. 
Oh, I mean, that disqualified him from the case 100%. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, we all, everyone agrees. Raise your hand. Harvey Weinstein's a dirtbag. I got it. I go, that's the disclaimer. But holy cow, just, uh, just incredible. And by the way, for all you haters out there, he is still in prison. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, That, my friends, is good. I mean, I know we're in the break room, but we might as well stay in California because uh, there's some people that are in trouble for using way more water than they're supposed to. I know. So, uh, and one of them is Kim Kardashian. Ah, don't worry about it. So apparently, uh, the municipal water district that uh, she lives in, uh, Las Virginias, she overused her exceeded budgeted water limit. Now, that's agonizing enough in and of itself, the uh, water limit. But, you know, she's going to pay for it, so okay, fine. But she exceeded it by 232,000 gallons. (laughs) that's just a hundred and fifty percent more than what she was supposed to use uh since the drought was declared at the end of last year so now they're talking about yeah you know what we're probably gonna have to put in a water flow restriction device oh so if you start using way too much water we're just gonna shut you off all right wow thank you Appreciate it. No problem. So uh, apparently there's uh, some other A-listers that are having a little issue with the restrictive water uh, budgeted accounts. Uh, Her sister, of course, uh, Courtney, went over the allotment by 101,000 gallons. That's it, though. Now, uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabriel Union uh, were also... Uh, issued a notice they blamed their excess of 90,000 gallons in June and 489,000 gallons in May on a problem with their pool Uh, we've replaced all the parts in our pool system and uh, to do with water flow and leakages and we've converting to converted to synthetic grass and drought tolerant plants to reduce our water usage usage will continue to work with the city and water distribution company to make sure this isn't an issue moving forward please whatever you do don't put one of those water flow restriction devices at my house okay whatever you do you could do that maybe out in the yard for the pool but uh new no. uh, i don't know if you know this uh but uh you know i spent about 18 million on the joint so i'm gonna go ahead and use as much water as i can all right. <laughs> I guess uh, Stallone uh, also uh, is all wound up out there because he received a notice that he went over by a couple hundred thousand gallons to another 230,000 gallons. Okay. So what is happening? Stallone is fighting it. Uh, he's got all kinds of trees. He's pissed. Plus, I will say, uh, Sly is definitely uh, in the news because... They're going to get a divorce. Yeah, I know. Jennifer Flavin has filed for divorce from Sylvester. Now, this was after 
their big water usage in LA because he's got the place in Florida too. I've got that brand new place in Florida that, uh, you know, houses of the hoity-toity that we've covered before. Awesome. But uh, Jennifer has had enough. It's been 25 years and uh, Sly is 76 now. And she handed him the divorce papers. And she has accused uh, Sly of moving assets from their shared marital funds. So Sly might have been getting ready to kick her to the curb anyway. So he's just hiding money <laughs> so that he can have to pay her less. Oh, now this was filed down in Florida. Uh, she has requested a sole domain over their home in Palm Beach ahead of their divorce proceedings. Now, anytime someone gets a divorce, it's sad. There's no question about that. And it's not, it's not a fun process. Uh, we've talked about that before, definitely. Uh, the documents have read upon information and belief that the husband was engaged in intentional dissipation, depletion, and or waste of marital assets, which has an adverse economic impact on the marital estate. <laughs> now in Florida, uh, equity dictates that the wife be compensated and made whole by receiving an unequal distribution of the marital assets in her favor. And maybe that's why Sly was moving some money around. He had enough. He was going to kick her to the curb. 25 years. I've had some kids with you. Uh, I want to start dating, uh, some people a tad bit younger and uh, this is over have a nice day so he was moving some money around so she beat him to the punch which was probably a good move on her part uh she's gonna end up with a with a you know a nice little bank account after 25 years with sly yeah you're gonna go ahead and make some money remember the phone i, I had it in the show prep i never talked about it because i didn't i and I, I just was like okay they're they're mad at each other remember sly posted a picture of him getting a new tattoo of a dog, his dog, over one of the wife's tattoos. And so that was kind of like his way uh, of saying, uh, yeah, uh, we're done. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he claimed that it was, you know, it was, it was botched and I wanted to cover it up with Butkus. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love Butkus, you know. From the Rocky movies. I'm just going to give him a tattoo. You know. Instead of my wife. Oh. It's unsatisfactory. And unfixable. So I just covered it up with the dog. Uh-huh. Okay. Alright. Great. Now I think. That she also. Stopped following Sly. On social media. Which. Holy cow. In today's world. You can't do that man. No way. I mean they just had an anniversary. They did the. Uh, you know. The usual. Uh you know, incredible and selfless woman. And she said, our marriage keeps getting better every year. I can't spend the rest of our, I can't wait to spend the rest of our lives together. Except I found out he's moving money and he's going to kick me to the curb. So I'm going to file for divorce first. Uh, that kind of thing. I didn't know this either, which bodes to my argument of uh, reality shows crushing families. Uh, his, the Stallones are busy filming a reality show together which is supposed to be on Paramount Plus. I don't know if I... I feel like I didn't know about that. But, uh, so they're in the middle of filming a reality show for Paramount Plus. Now, is this part of that? Uh, you know, is it just for the show? Or is it for real? Because there are very, very few families that make it through a reality show. Most 
families, most families don't make it through a reality show. It feels like the right thing to do. It's a lot of money. It's uh, fun. You have the cameras, you're in the limelight, but it is families break apart, man. When they, when they do these reality shows and again, this is what happens. So we'll see, we'll see, but you know, the, I should have maybe who, who died today. Uh, Sylvester Stallone's marriage dead at the age of 25, which will probably be the age of his next wife. <laughs> and speaking of new girlfriends, I see Pete Davidson, uh, looking like, uh, his BDE is back at work. Uh, it's been, uh, you know, after the split with Kim, uh, he's back on the market. Now he's busy filming, uh, meet cute with, uh, Kaylee Kuko. And, uh, they shared a TikTok clip of Pete uh, saying he was having a hard time rehearsing his lines. He couldn't remember his lines. Uh, okay. And, uh, she showed up behind him in the video. Uh, started dancing and, uh, you know, lip syncing along with lyrics of this Whitney Houston and, and uh, Kygo's remix of Higher Love. And Pete was laughing and it just looked like they were just a cute little couple. <laughs> so he's on the set with Kaylee and uh, maybe Kaylee and Pete are taking care of a little BDE business uh, on the set of Meet Cute. Kaylee might be meeting more than just cute. If you know what I'm saying. Uh, and fans are all about it. Uh, she's so into him. That makes more sense. That would be a fun couple. More chemistry between them in a matter of seconds than the whole nine months of Kim and Pete. So no word yet on, uh, on what happens. But uh, it looks like, uh, looks like our boy Pete and his BDE are back in business. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, let's do a real who died today. Who died today? Len Dawson, Hall of Fame quarterback, award-winning broadcasting career, has passed away. He was 87 years of age. His wife Linda at his side with his family. Of course, he was a wonderful husband, father, brother, friend. I mean, he was the guy that, uh, you know, was iconic of him smoking on the sidelines at halftime of the first Super Bowl. Awesome. He's sitting in a in a card table chair with his bottle of Fresca between his legs and smoking on a butt. I, that's America, that's National Football League right there in my eyes. <laughs> There's another picture of him same day uh, before the game smoking a cigarette in the locker room. Just awesome. I mean, this guy was awesome. He was and a great, uh, you know, broadcaster groundbreaking. He spent years on HBO, 
I think like 24 years doing inside the NFL. Uh, they started that back in 1977. Now you have all kinds of shows like that now. Uh, no question. But that was groundbreaking then. And then it was just an hour show with uh, NFL Films highlights. There weren't any replay breakdowns or anything like that. And it was with Nick Bonacani from uh, the Miami Dolphins. Man, this is from the undefeated Miami Dolphins team. Uh, we're doing uh, football analysis, man. And in this story, <laughs> by Sports Illustrated, I love this story. Uh, I was just talking about uh, they were they were just two animal players talking football and offering proof that Dawson was far more charismatic than wet liver. Apparently, <laughs> they didn't like his presentation on Sports Illustrated. I always liked Len Dawson, but I guess this guy didn't because saying that you're more charismatic than wet liver uh, doesn't necessarily bode a compliment in my eyes, but maybe it is. Maybe it is. So, uh, Len Dawson, more charismatic than wet liver, dead at 87 years of age. Okay, one more. Who died today? A 61-year-old rural postal carrier. And I am, uh, you know, all about uh, the postal service. I should be at least the postmaster general, but I really want to be on the board of governors. I would turn this thing around. But uh, a rural postal carrier was fatally attacked by five dogs uh, on Sunday afternoon. So it must have been, uh, I guess we're still delivering mail on Sunday afternoon unless uh, this uh, 61-year-old mail carrier was running a little bit behind. Because it happened on Sunday afternoon in the Interlochen Lake Estate in Putnam County, which is right here if you're looking at the Florida map. And uh, apparently deputies responded and found the woman on the ground, severe bleeding. The dogs were nearby inside a fence at a home. So the dogs were inside a fence, which is really kind of strange because they talk about how that how animals uh, need to be taken care of responsibly and the animals need to be in a secured location for the safety of those around. Well, they were inside a fence, according to this story. So witnesses told deputies they heard a woman scream for help, and then they went outside, saw her on the ground with five dogs attacking. Horrible. Witnesses said several neighbors rushed to help by attempting to pull the dogs off. One neighbor shot a rifle into the ground to scare the animals. Deputies arriving on the scene started first aid assistance, and they rushed her to a hospital at the trauma center in Gainesville where she was in critical condition and, and then later died. Wow. Animal control arrived at the scene and took custody of the five dogs. Uh, okay. Uh, witnesses said, yeah, those are the dogs that attacked her. But what happened? I mean, I guess she had broken down and was looking for some help. I'm not sure why she, the male postal worker, was even there. I mean, we'll find out in uh, the investigation. But it appears as though the dogs are taking the heat. So, good, good. Because if they can't be attacking people, humans first. That's the motto here. But it's humans first if, if the animals do wrong. But if the animals are inside a fence and they're telling you, hey, don't come in here and you come in here, it's tough to blame the human. I mean, it's tough to blame the dogs. 
uh, if the human uh, and that's a tough one. So we'll see what the uh, what the investigation uh, brings. So rest in peace, rural postal carrier, dead at 61 years of age. So the man with 475 some odd million followers on Instagram, Cristiano Ronaldo, the footballer, the uh, soccer player, has a problem in his hometown in Portugal. Uh, they have a statue of him there. I mean, he's Ronaldo. Man, that's, he's the man. But uh, they have this statue up and people show up and take pictures with the statue of Cristiano Ronaldo. But apparently the statue uh, is getting worn out in the uh, in the man part area, in the penis area. Because uh, the statue has, uh, you know, his area protruding and everyone takes a picture with them holding it. <laughs> or leaning up against it. Because who doesn't want to grab Ronaldo's man part? And uh, so it's getting all worn out. It's getting... <laughs> <laughs> so for the it's like uh it's eight years old now and uh the shiny is gone uh the shiny is gone from the old man part and people are getting a little disturbed maybe you ought to you know fix that up a little bit the uh, well rubbed area between his legs is starting to you know, be a highlight and uh, so maybe we ought to take that together I don't know what it means in the story it talks about uh, Ronaldo not having much luck with statues over the years. So there must have been some other Ronaldo statue issues that I'm unaware of. But uh, most of them get his features wrong. And this one is no different. So I don't know if that means that the feature is too small or too big. I'm not sure. Looking at it from all the pictures, I would say that the hands appear to be too big and if that if the hands are that big then the shiny area in the midsection needs to be bigger but that's just me uh that's just me so if someone wants to help out uh uh the statue in portugal on uh on ronaldo uh they need a little help in the old man part area oh and we're talking about sports i see where uh Djurkovic, uh, Novak Djurkovic, uh, is not going to be able to play in the U.S. Open. Why? Because he's unvaccinated. Good! Keep him out of here! I mean, this is agonizing. Are you kidding me? He's not going to be able to play. One of the greatest tennis players of all time. He's in pursuit of the all-time Grand Slam record. Uh, they're not going to let him play in the U.S. Open? Nope. Sorry. Uh, we're not going to loosen any restrictions. Oh, but I thought we were loosening restrictions for unvaccinated Americans. Yeah, we are, but not for foreign nationals. Sorry, you're unvaccinated. You can't come in the country. Wait, what? Yeah, sorry. Look, I don't care. You're number six in the country. So what? You're not playing in Australia. So you're not playing in the United States either. Get the vaccine or don't play your sport. And so Novak is like, okay, well, I guess I'm out then because uh, that is not happening. Wow. I mean, this is still going on and still unbelievable to me how this is, how this is still going on. It's just 
amazing. And, and look, he's a tennis star. A big deal. So he can't come into the country. And I you know, well, oh, the big tennis star can't play tennis. But it's the it's the it's the point of being vaccinated and not being vaccinated that's really the most agonizing. So good for him for sticking to his guns, man. And uh, it's just sure we're loosening the restrictions, but not for you. All right, let's do a couple of headlines that uh, you need to know. That'll get you through uh, get you through the rest of the week. Um, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, uh, tomorrow on Friday. Today is the 25th of August, 2022, for those of you listening live. So the 26th of August, Friday. Uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell is going to have a major talk uh, as part of the Jackson Hole Economic Symposium. Man, does that sound like a place you want to be. Actually, it probably is a place you want to be. The Jackson Hole Economic Symposium. It's an annual event where finance leaders across the globe chat about economic issues. And it's so easy to get to Jackson Hole so they won't use up any of their credits for flying privately into Jackson Hole. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Uh, not for me. For you is uh, what the rules are. Uh, in Singapore, they're going to do, to decriminalize sex between men. Oh, interesting. Uh, Prime Minister Lee Hsien-Loong said the country will repeal a colonial era law that makes sex between men a criminal act. I believe this is the right thing to do and something that Singaporeans will accept. LGBTQ advocacy groups applauded the repeal which they'd long tried to accomplish via legal challenges. In addition to this move to decriminalize gay sex, Lee said Singapore's constitution will be amended to define marriage as between a man and a woman. So look, I'm going to make it okay for you people to have sex. Okay? But marriage, no. That is not happening. We're going to put in the constitution that a marriage is between a man and a woman. So... You guys can uh, go ahead and do whatever you got to do with each other, but you're not getting married. Not in this country, my friend. Not going to happen, okay? I see where uh, Dennis Rodman, former NBA player and uh, world super stage and world negotiator, uh, said he's going to travel to Russia and get Brittany Griner out. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Great. Make that happen, Dennis. Now, the U.S. State Department has discouraged former NBA player Dennis Rodman from traveling to Russia. Huh. I mean, you'd think that they'd want all the help they could get. You know what? If Dennis can go into Russia and talk to Vlad and, uh, you know, hop on a plane and bring Brittany home, wouldn't that be great? Apparently not, though. Not in the eyes of the U.S. State Department. That's for sure. Uh, We have uh, Pox update on Italian man. Uh, look, we have look the, the pox outbreak right now in the U.S. We have sixteen thousand six hundred and three cases. Okay, so that's total in the United States. But we have an Italian man now who's thirty-six years of age, who they claim uh, becomes the first person to simultaneously test positive for monkeypox, COVID, and HIV. And that's something to be proud of, right there. So. <laughs> 
He spent uh, five days uh, on holiday in Spain where he had unprotected sex. And he came home and now he's developed a series of symptoms. Uh, Fatigue, fever, sore throat, I'm sure some other sore parts, and nine... (laughs) The man who has not been identified, wow, he doesn't want people to know who he is, said he admitted to having unprotected sex with men while in Spain. Huh. All right, fine. Be that way. So that's worldwide. What are the numbers in uh, monkeypox worldwide? The global count of monkeypox is now 45,535 for, uh, where's Spain at uh, in the number count? I bet you Spain is probably up there a ways. Uh, Spain, yeah. <laughs> Spain only has 6,284 cases of monkeypox. So that's it, though. Uh, that's it. Is that number one? Is Spain the number one? Co- I think Spain is the number one country behind the United States. I mean, they, the United States is near double that. Yeah, United States is 16,000, like I said. And Spain is 6,000. That's number two in the world. Isn't that interesting? Huh. So congratulations to the Italian man. We know we have patients here in the U.S. who have tested positive for other uh, sexually transmitted diseases and monkeypox, but all three uh, with (laughs) all three, that's a you pulled it off. You got a good one. Uh, You got COVID. uh, You got uh, HIV, and you got monkeypox. Good for you. Good for you. I see if you were traveling, uh, thinking about traveling, to uh, White Mills Wake Water and Aqua Park in the Sandwich, Kent, in the UK, don't go. Turn around. Go ahead, turn around right now. Uh, it's closed. Uh, they closed it down because 20 people, including children, well, yeah, that's who goes to a water park, became struck down with a mystery illness that left them vomiting. Oh, Okay. Uh, yeah, we're closing. Okay, go ahead and get out of here. Okay, you want to get out of the pool? Uh, blow your whistle and uh, get out of the pool. Okay, we're not, we're not going to reopen until we figure out what is making people sick. And we've tested the water. We've sent it for testing. And we're going to uh, get the reports back. So, you know, we don't understand what the problem could be. Uh, we get about 2,000 people every week. And we're an open water lake, not chlorinated swimming pool. I don't know what's behind this. I don't know either. What could it be? So if you have high temperatures, vomiting, uh, after one of your visits to the water park, uh, get checked. Okay, get checked. But if you're thinking about going to this water park, don't. Okay, it's closed. (laughs) Water parks, man. I tell you, I'm becoming more and more against water parks. And I know I want to, please, look, if you don't want a water park, open it. Bless your heart. God bless you. This is America. Make your money. Do what you got to do. But keep your pools clean. And I know that's difficult to do because you can quote me on this, humans are dirty. I know that. Humans are dirty. And so, you know, pour some extra bleach in and do whatever you got to do. Hose down everything you can. Keep the goo to keep the goo to you. Okay, that's a it's a common thread of chewing the fat. Uh, that's something I strongly believe in. Keep your goo to you. Uh, just go ahead and do that. And then I see we'll end it today 
with uh, a message I got on uh, Messenger. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. And uh, you can cameo me at JeffyJFR. YouTube, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. However you want to do it. You can email the show, ChewingTheFat at TheBlaze.com. All, always are, are, I'm happy to accept your message. I got this message on Messenger yesterday, and I think I'm going to start doing it. Okay? I think I'm going to start doing it. I love this idea. It's really funny. And it's funny for more for you than anyone else. But, uh, oh, you know, for the person sending the text. Because I would laugh, man. <laughs> it would make me. I would be awesome. And I'm going to do it. Starting today, someone. I'm going to text a random number. Someone is going to get this message from me. The fat one won't fit into the wood chipper. What do you want me to do? Huh? How would you answer that if you got that text? (laughs) And it's not even about answering, really. It's more about just imagining the face of the person who gets the text. The fat one won't fit into the wood chipper. What do you want me to do? That is awesome. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.